Some movies are highbrow, some movies are lowbrow. Welcome to Highbrow Lowbrow. I'm Josh Kirschenbaum. I'm Cooper Gagan. Each week we pick a topic and talk about two movies that fit that topic. One highbrow and one lowbrow. Uh, this week the topic is... Vivitches! Witches! It's... <laughs> But but when I looked at the poster, it said Vivitches. Uh, on the, I'll explain that joke in a second. On the highbrow side, we have The Witch. Now I'm going to explain it, because on the poster for The Witch, they stylize it with, like, two Vs. Yeah, apparently that comes from, like, the spelling on some, like, period poster about witches. Right, the director, Robert Eggers, found a, uh, like, a, like, a pamphlet, like, Watch Out for Witches pamphlet from, yeah. like, the... 1600s or whatever and, it's, and so he's like yeah cool i'll do that yeah uh and on the lowbrow side we've got hocus pocus and on my right we've got uh our guest for the day eli edelson hello uh eli is our resident uh witch expert yeah i've been um writing on this show called motherland fort salem for the last three years um which has, is a show about witches which is entirely about witches it's actually i was thinking about this it's one of the few shows that's only about witches as opposed to Vampires, werewolves, witches, and every other assorted uh, genre. Right. Normally, yeah. you, you get the lot. Yeah. 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 Or like... This is very niche. By yeah. like season three, you start panicking and adding in other stuff. Right. Yeah. The true blood problem. Right. 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 <laughs> Which, that, like, not that witches are a bad decision in general, but certainly I think that was around the time where true blood was starting to get a little... A little bad True Bloody and not as good True Bloody. I don't even which, know if I got to the witches of True Bloody. I got to the fairies. Four. Season four, yeah. Fairies and, and the witch overlap. Yeah. Yeah, because like the fairies are kind of there all throughout. Is like Because that's like the thing that she's a fairy. Yeah. Spoilers for True Blood. I don't know. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, witches. Yeah. <laughs> Two yeah. very different movies here, which is fun. Yeah. I mean... I mean, right off the bat, Hocus Pocus is great. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I had so much fun. I laughed out loud a lot. It's I was, a delight. I was watching it like in a trailer at work when I was supposed to be working, but I just needed some downtime, and I was like worried that me laughing out loud loudly would like carry over into the other trailers because the walls are very thin. Ha have none of us seen Hocus Pocus until now? No, this is the first time for me. I swear I must have seen it. I feel like I saw it at when I was at somebody's house as a kid, but like not top to bottom. Right. It's pretty fun. It's great. Wait, is it your? Is it both your first yeah. time watching? Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And me and me and you, I had seen The Witch like when it came out, but this was the first time for The Witch. First for time. You. This, yeah, it's another movie. It's like all these A twenty four movies where everybody has been continually telling me for like ten years that I would love this thing, and I'm thinking, I know, I believe you. I just right. haven't gotten to it yet. And The Witch was like it was part of that run where like every year for like five years. Sundance had an incredible art house horror movie. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. like Babadook, which it follows and hereditary were like back oh. to back to back to back to back. Yeah. And then everyone I think was always looking for that. And I think there hasn't been one in a little bit. Mm. Um, I feel like A24 has diluted the pool a little. They, I feel like now yeah. they have one of these every couple months, like the yeah. lamb and like right. those. Sorts. They, none of them are quite as good as the witch, but yeah, they're just trying to keep that niche going, I guess. I mean, that's their thing. I feel like they've said A24 weirdly is like a house style, even though they are just like a distributor. Yeah. Like yeah. Every trailer, it's always just like, hills trees like the same like really dissonant violin score and then just like really sharp like from 824 duh, duh, and it's like what's that in the woods duh, duh. and then like you know it's right right the, yeah it comes at night that sort of thing right yeah, exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. and they're all kind of like tone poems that don't really explain what the movie's about <laughs> right gets you, but which is i think a good trailer like, right. i don't want a trailer that explains the entire movie yeah. to me. i like just kind of the general atmosphere of the movie well that's the incredible thing about the witch is it's it definitely explains everything at the end like there's no ambiguity well there's maybe a little ambiguity but 
but there definitely are witches. And I'll, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'll tell you this well, right off the bat. Something about like that. Pretty early. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of surprised because I, I remember seeing the trailer for this. I thought that uh, it was going to be this thing of like, are there witches or is it just they're going crazy kind of thing? And right. then like mm-hmm. scene three, like yeah. the baby gets stolen <laughs> and then they just show a witch with a broomstick yeah. Doing some crazy fucking shit. Yeah, doing like the mortal and pestle on a baby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is absolutely like, like that. That is such a good like strap in fuckers. Like this yeah. movie's about to get weird and dark and it's going to stay that way. <laughs> it's a funny thing because yeah. I, I always I do. I was also expecting the movie where they're kind of uh, holding back whether it's real or not. But so I kept on in my mind going like like going back to that state of thinking that it was ambiguous and be like, oh, man, these people are just all misunderstanding this girl. Like, oh, wait, no, there is a witch. I forgot. Like there's actually a witch. <laughs> Yeah, it's there. And I was actually surprised because in my mind, the movie, I was really excited to rewatch it. And I thought it was going to be very subversive and Mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't know, edgier than I remembered it. And Mm -hmm. it was it's I thought it was great. I thought the witch was great rewatching it. But it's very straightforward what these witches are. They're like they are straight up evil deal with the devil, like sacrificing babies. Yeah, it's pretty for immortality or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. it doesn't go the road of like, oh, they're actually like Wicca, like pagan right. like people who are being misunderstood by Christians they actually are making literal deals with the devil right. which is interesting right and I, honestly like just to make the comparison it's something that it has in common with Hocus Pocus yeah. is that neither they are very dealing with very literal although very different tones but very literal <laughs> yeah. very by the book like they're the witches they're like targeting children they're mm-hmm. like doing weird murder stuff yeah I, I made a list of all the sim- direct similarities <laughs> okay so there's covenant with the devil have talking animals uh, they both feast on children directly. Yeah. Yeah. They both play with lots of like grim fairy tales beyond just witches, like Red Riding Hood and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and they both have younger sibling characters that are comedic relief. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the twins and the witch, oh, yeah. like yeah. probably the only comedic relief in the whole movie. But yeah. it, it's weirdly. The, the witch is not like super funny, but it does have some good laugh out. Like when they're like trapped in the barn and she's like staring at like the kids and she's like, Are you witches? <laughs> no. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> No, <laughs> Black cool. Phillip's just chilling there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also it, it has witches. Like the witches' whole thing is like getting youth back. They're like very fixated. Both in both mm-hmm. movies are very fixated on specifically using children to retain youth. Right. And but in the Vivich is making a skin cream out of them. <laughs> and then in and then in the other and then in uh, Hocus Pocus it's hoovering up their soul. Right, like Dementor style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was another thing. The opening scene of, of Hocus Pocus is literally the same as The Witch, where they just like abduct a, a child. Yeah. And uh, disappear into the woods. Yeah. Right. Also, that scene's great. The whole movie, well, I mean, the whole movie's great. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. Something I really want to appreciate For, right off the bat with the best thing about Hocus Pocus is that the the witches, the Sanderson sisters, they're fun. Yeah. And they've really got their fun. own dynamics and they've got a lot of personality. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's like, if you're ever like writing villains at all, they should like, you know, they, they shouldn't be like a mono. They should like have weird bits that they have. With yeah. Them. And it's super great. They have like a pretty realistic sibling dynamic, which is they clearly love each other, but they also find each other annoying sometimes. But they're really <laughs> stuck with each other because they're a family. Right. Yeah. They, they were definitely messing with each other like as sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, it's the crazy like one of the one of the, the actual backstory of that is that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character slept with Bette Midler's boyfriend. Right. Oh, that's the that's guy. The zombie. The thing. zombie. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's like a really weird thing to put into a children's movie. Really? And yeah. how he behaves when he's brought back is really weird too yeah. he's like couldn't be bothered but we'll do whatever she says right and then in the end he's like nah okay i'm done yeah <laughs> i was i was having a look when when they have the reveal that he's actually good not bad yeah. i it, like looking back i was like i don't think this tracks at all because he's definitely chasing <laughs> them for a long time like, right 
Like, was it just he's chasing them, like, trying to help out and they're misunderstanding? Well, because the thing is that he they take his, his knife, right? And then he uses that to mm. uh, cut his mouth. But, like, it's not like he was chasing the whole movie on the off chance that he, there's the one guy who has a knife. Yeah. You yeah. know, that was, it really, it doesn't make literal sense, but also, like, it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really looked like Edward Scissorhands. I yeah. Mean, I feel like that would, must have been, like, a deliberate, like, Maybe, choice on the costume design I part that you saw Yeah, I think it, this was this was after Edward Scissorhands, so that makes sense. Yeah. Also, you know, the, the zombie? It's Doug Jones. Oh, really? The, uh, um, the Shape of Water? Yeah, it's Shape of Water, yeah. uh, Hellboy, oh. uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Like, he's the one under all the, like, prosthetics doing, you yeah. know, the... That might be the least prosthetics he's ever worn. Honestly, yeah. That's, like, kind of, you can actually kind of see his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. He gets, like, a, a line maybe or two. Even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a couple. I mean, the whole movie, like, full of, like, cool weird. Like, Gary Marshall as, like, the guy... Um, the like, guy dresses the devil who oh. they think is the actual when devil. they freak out and start following him around. Oh, and yeah. then his wife drives them out. <laughs> they call me master. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was one of the interesting things about that movie. The three witches, because in The Witch, they're just straight up terrifying, right? They're right. like this yeah. feral, unknowable sort of force. Mm-hmm. In this, they go, they alternate between being really, really dumb and being <laughs> yeah. extremely savvy for having been you know, thrust 300 years into the future. Yeah, I, I mean. guess it, yeah, their downfall is that they just don't understand modern civilization at all. Right. But they're also just kind of dumb. They're kind of like... Or there's naive. Like they fell for the devil. Or like yeah. the yeah. guy, with, which was a very weird scene. That was like yeah. going into like suburbia sexual, like something going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then at the same time, they like figure out how to ride the bus. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, also- the bus driver was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit cringy. Big yeah. cringy. Oh, yeah. Where she, they're like... I need children. He's like, it'll take me a few tries. <laughs> yeah, I like how he was immediately on board with having children with him. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. You want a baby, you want a baby. I'm just here to get laid. Horniest bus driver ever. I mean, the whole movie, like for a movie that's like PG and like essentially like a, a chill ch- kids movie, like I feel like they, none of this would like ride now uh, if you try to put that in a kids oh. movie. Like the fact that they are the whole movie, they're ripping on the one kid for being a virgin. Yeah, like just open, like not even like a subject. They're just like, <laughs> like just gonna get fucked. Yeah. But, and they even hit that punchline at the end with the really like meaningful ghost reunion with the siblings. Oh, and, oh and yeah. And he's like, a virgin brought me back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the last line of the movie. <laughs> I mean, it's it's gold. It's great. Yeah, it works. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, just in general, I think Sarah Jessica Parker is so funny. She's in this very movie. funny. And with the fact, yeah, the fact that she's like just so horny all the time. So yeah, it's so funny. She's like just trying to sleep with everyone. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's okay. That's a great highbrow, lowbrow comparison moment. Is both witches are like deviantly sexualized, right? But yeah. the ones in the witch are doing it the way like The Shining does it, where it's extremely disturbing, right? And like upsetting. Yeah. And Wait, upsetting. are they sexual? When are they sexualized? Well, I think the the because Thomas Caleb, is... the the boy, yeah, um, who's like thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. He there's that really creepy scene where the witch kind of in Red Riding Hood fashion steps oh, out and of the, kisses him. him and That's kisses true. him and he is like he seems terrified but he can't not do it yeah um, and his whole sin is like lust in that movie yeah because yeah. he keeps looking at Thomas's chest and all that stuff yeah but um so and, and that's what kills him that's is, why you need more than three people in your town <laughs> right because <yeah>. like <laughs> limited limited yeah like you're gonna like he's a boy he's gonna get horny there's only his sisters he needs more people it's not great <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Sarah Jessica Parker is like just it's funny. It's, it's just great. funny. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pure humor, pure camp, really. But yeah. yeah, and it's funny because there there's times when she's using her sexuality to kind of like trick people and lure people, and sometimes she just kind of like make out makes out with a guy at a party just because she it, likes she likes making out, out, make out with people yeah. at parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and this would have been like I don't really know 
if Sarah Jessica Parker had some before that, this must have been like a big breakout for her because I feel like she gets Sex in the City like two years at two three years after this. I think Sex in the City was like late nineties. Yeah, I'm trying to think 90s. what her other features were before that. I mean, here, yeah, we're just gonna do a collegiate clack. Yeah, look guys, it up. You guys talk about stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, witches pro against. What are we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because like yeah, both of these are they definitely have the same definition of witches, which yeah. is like yeah. they are evil outsiders who use powers for selfish reasons and derive their power from the devil. Like right. to me, the interesting, the other way of looking at witches is the witches who don't derive power from the devil. They, they create their own from magic or nature or whatever it is. Yeah. But these are both very like puritanical. Right. Be, be, be afraid. Yeah. Cause yeah. like that's the, what was, I think the witches like great triumph, like as a tone thing is that it's just like, it's all about like evoking. What if you were actually like afraid of the devil, like showing mm-hmm. up in your life? Yeah. Like it has this, I was reading this article about it, like it's the depiction of religion in general in the witch is all about like fear, mm-hmm. like fear, yeah. fear of how God's going to punish you. And like, yeah, like fear of actual fear of a literal devil and the witch out in the world, which is also what they're doing. In Hocus Pocus. Like you mentioned earlier, like mm-hmm. the, neither one of them, the witch a little bit at the end we can get into. Neither one of them is doing the more updated like witches as like a feminist, uh, yeah. a modern feminist re- reclamation, uh, yeah, which it, I think has become a little more in vogue these days. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to see them never because basically these movies both like suppose that like the Salem witch trials were a good thing and accurate and like we did the right thing we got them right <laughs> that is true yeah. yeah they're like it's really good thing in 1693 we killed those three witches yeah, Anderson yeah. which is like yeah, they were yeah. bad they were <laughs> good job us God is real the oh, devil is real man. with the the scene in, in Hocus Pocus where they're getting hanged and like oh my being, God. getting like real sassy about it yeah. as they're dying they, they could not be bothered about that right yeah. exactly <laughs> oh uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's movies so before Hocus Pocus striking distance honeymoon in Vegas L.A. Story, Fly of the Navigator. I've heard of some of those. Girls just want to have fun. Firstborn, and she was in Footloose in '84. Mm. I must have been like kind of a. She must have been like part. a background character or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, fan freaking good for her. She's so good in this movie. She's really good. Who? Okay, of the three Sandersons, who is chewing the scenery the most? Oh, I Kath- mean, Kathy Nujimi by a uh, mile. Not, <laughs> not Bette Miller. No, no. I think Bette Miller's who have like every time they cut to Kathy. It's such a like I'm t- I'm the dumb one performance. Like it's crazy, such a big I'm the dumb one performance. Crazy choice for like the way her mouth, too, the way she's like holding her lips in that weird like kind of like slack jaw thing she's right. doing. Right. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like that yeah. is like so broad. Like yeah. she, I don't think she has a single line that she isn't absolutely hamming. Again, these are all compliments. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's compliments. so really good. They're all great. Can we also <laughs> talk about how all three of them basically seem like? Ashkenazi Jewish sisters like they all I mean I, so having to Jimmy he she's Lebanese she's not Jewish yeah. but she yeah. has the Sephardic look yeah kind of and then Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Miller obviously both very Jewish yeah and I just thought that was an interesting choice <laughs> well, they, I think that they must have worked backwards from okay we're going Bette Midler you know noted <laughs> up, noted like West like uh, uh, Upper West Side Jewish mm-hmm. and like cast around that right and they're just like let's just have like they just feel like a bunch of just like neurotic like like grown up sisters from like from Manhattan yeah and there's a bit of Grey Gardens going on 100 percent <laughs> yeah that is that is a comparison <laughs> that is kind of hard on, like I I kind of like like how they when they walk everywhere they just like walk in unison together oh like, yeah well, they have, they have their power walk that they get into when they're when they mean business. They like lift up their skirts for speed. Right. 
<laughs> it's I, like an F1 when they put the tail down, or they put like the spoiler down so they get speed going. <laughs> I I found they're I I kind of wholesome. Like like I know they're like evil and they're just like canonically like, like they're not even like a shade of gray with them. No, like there's no part they of them are that is murdering children yeah. right a lot. But they do have a good like sisterly bond, which I generally found kind of kind of heartwarming. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Although Bette Midler does seem to hate the other two. Right. Well, she has a good reason for it because Sarah Jessica Parker fucked her boyfriend and then they killed him and turned him into a zombie. <laughs> In this yeah. PG-rated kids right. movie, right. I mean, good on them for like staying. Like, that could break apart a lot of families. Like <laughs> they never really talked about that, did they? Between the two of them, no, they yeah, they, they never actually got mentioned. She always elbowed the other sister, but not not the one who actually did. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd think that would come up when they, they just settled it when she turned killed her boyfriend and sewed his mouth shut. They're just like, all right, debt is paid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It should have been more awkward when he showed up, right? <laughs> Yeah, he, no, I mean th- that was sort of the fun like feminist moment where it's like they they raised the 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 one guy that caused all the problems between them, and he's just a tool for them. Like, <laughs> he's literally a tool. Yeah. Uh, so but. that's that's something I want to touch on is the feminist ex- aspect. Okay. Um, three guys. Right. I was gonna I was gonna say. <laughs> thank I God. Think, I think we have assembled the crew for this. <laughs> thank God, us three white men are here to talk about feminism. Um. So I I like you. I remember the witch being more subversive. Uh. Mostly because I think the ending does kind of flirt well a little bit with you know like uh, um which witchdom witchery as like an avenue for female empowerment like yes. she does break away from her family her family who was fucking terrible to her because mm-hmm. you know obviously her becoming a woman like an actual just fully actualized woman is dangerous for a very puritanical like household like i yeah. think that is obviously the subtext that's like break ripping apart their family a little bit so yeah. and then like obviously her choosing to go with the devil and like living a life for herself is like could be seen as like a happy ending for her. Oh, I do think that last scene is much more ambiguous slash kind of like 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 I think she she's like laughing deliriously, but I think she's like not in a good space. Yeah, like it, I don't think well, I don't think the next scene's gonna be good for her. It's also a little more like complicated because she it's it doesn't feel that much like an active choice because her family is everyone she knows is dead right. she's in the woods by herself she doesn't mm-hmm. really it's kind of like going to a cult because you have like you've been estranged from your entire family and right. they offer and like it's a choice you made but you're mm-hmm. like kind of under duress mentally right. right i mean and they i mean and this is perhaps the, in rewatch like the most horrifying moment was the physical embodiment of Black Phillip as a man yeah. oh that was like, interesting we oh, forgot about that so creepy and yeah. and to your point cooper like she feels pretty coerced in that yeah. moment. Like yeah. he has the hand on her shoulder. He says, let me guide you. Yeah. He, he writes even, her name. Yeah. 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 And, and there's that idea of like, well, if it's all derived from this guy or this devil, is it really empowerment at all? Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I think some would argue is she's better off than she was at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But there is that question of, I think it's more of a story, less about empowerment and more about we can understand why she chose evil. Exactly. Right. And, I think that's the take. And it's, it's kind of interesting. Cause like, yeah, as you, you, the point you brought up earlier, like Christianity is basically like a paradox or a, a torturous paradox for all these characters the yeah. whole time. Um, and it's like the only, the, none of them are going to be able to be happy. Right. Yeah. Um, well, they get into it a lot in the, when the father and the son are talking in the woods about basically about the, the baby not being baptized and how he should be in hell, but right. he hasn't done anything wrong. And yeah. the kid starts to kind of question, you know, the puritanical values. And mm-hmm. he's just like, we can't think about it. Like we just have to, we just have to believe in this. Right. I mean, it's, it's very, I mean, to me like that, like that question of was whether it's empowering or not, like, I agree. That's like, it's probably not, but like you do kind of see, like I, I had this thought cause I remember this movie kind of being 
uh, kind of like a romp, like just like it's a bunch <laughs> oh? of like like as in like it's it, like first time I I was thinking back on it before we watched it, and it was like okay, I remember it's just like a lot of weird witch stuff, and then this like sort of ambiguous empowerment scene at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But like watching back, I think it's much I I. I thought of like the alt right, like almost because like it's this movie. I think the plot of this movie is like the witches like identified Thomas in like immediately because I think mm-hmm. every every time the witches do something to this family, it's in such a way as to isolate her. Yeah. I think they're like She's basically being praying, very specifically targeted. Yeah, recruited like from the whole movie. Like I think that's like actually all of a piece and like building to that. And it just sort of reminded me of like because they they see the way I guess the witches can identify how her being a woman has created this rupture in her, her terrible, awful family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it just reminds me of like how, you know, you see like alt-right recruiting on like, you know, like just like unhappy, like young men, like on, online. I think it's like sort of like if there's like a witchy version of that was yeah. sort of my read on it. Yeah. And also it's actually, it's happening pretty early in the movie because presumably Black Phillip is talking to the the twins the entire time. Right. And it's kind of like making, turning them against Thomason, which that was also really interesting part whereas when she lies to the do- lies to the twin about her being a witch and right. how you, that's like the most terrifying moment you're like oh my god you know this is going to come back yeah. yeah and the fact that the parents will believe a child more than her right mm-hmm. yeah the twins were really interesting because they were clearly as you said they're like tools for black philip but they're still scared of the idea of a witch yeah and yeah. We don't really know what happens to them at the end, right? They're just they gone. Kind of pass out. Oh, oh, when in the yeah, when she they come out of the shed, and right? Where, the dead goats, right? When when yeah, when the when the father yeah, the father comes out, all the goats are dead. Black Phillip's missing, and like Thomason's just like lying there. Yeah, which is obviously again like she's like being set up. Yeah. for them to turn on her so that she can then turn on them and and you know go yeah. and be a witch. Man, it really does feel like kind of cult indoctrination where it's yeah. like alienating you from your family, mm-hmm. like using and then there's like a whole specific thing in cults of like using language that makes it hard to identify with other people, which is like what they, they're doing with the kids because the kids have this whole mythology of Black Phillip that yep. like kind of alienates them from their families, which is funny. It does really undermine. I mean, like we said, it undermines the whole empowerment thing because it's just like from moment one, she's being manipulated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I guess conversely, Hocus Pocus, like zero recruitment going on. No, it's just like they're they're the <laughs> sisters. They live alone in a house. Like I said, very Grey Gardens energy. Yeah, and they're like we're set. We just want to be young and pretty and just kind of fuck around, and do witch shit. There's okay. So maybe the one interesting, <laughs> interesting note about that is when uh, Bette Miller gets called ugly and she yeah. really rejects that. Mm-hmm. And that felt like maybe a little bit of a commentary on like how women are like perceived as like beautiful or ugly mm-hmm. and how. Than that, because she like really rejects and like fights back against that, but it's a really small moment. Yeah, I think there's very little. I was because this is my thought. Like, is there are there any moments in Hocus Pocus where they at least flirt with that idea of like witches as? Because I thought they would end up being more cause, because like the Sanderson sisters, like in popular culture, like very like beloved characters. I think like, yeah, like they're mm-hmm. so much fun. I don't know that there is a moment where they do the witch the witchcraft as feminism allegory at like at all in Hocus Pocus. Okay, I would argue. There might be one moment. Okay. There, and and I would also argue it's the best moment of the whole movie, okay. which is the big uh, sing and dance at the, at the oh, Halloween party. Oh, okay. I put a spell yeah. on you? I put, yeah. <laughs> which is basically like, this is one of those moments where Bette Miller's character is so smart that she's like, okay, I get what's going on here. Nobody knows I'm the real witch, right. but they know the legend. I'm going to literally sing about the, my own legend to entertain everyone and bewitch them through doing that. So it's like hyper self-aware. Like she's yeah. that's like a masterstroke moment. And that's kind of feminist in the way we're talking about it. Cause she's like, I know the reputation I have and I'm gonna use that. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um other than that, it's pretty muddy because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also their sole drive is to be young. 
It's right. like mo- very focused <laughs> well, on their appearance. And to live forever. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Like maybe the immortality part would have not felt superficial, except that they're all really horny and like all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. all the time. <laughs> like Sarah Jessica Parker purely wants to be young to hook up with the guys. That's right. The, yeah. <laughs> there's no other driving force there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you're right. If there is a, uh, um, a witchcraft feminist take in Hocus Pocus, it is just that they have these three, like three powerful, like self-actualized, like interesting female villains. Like that, like just yeah. them being successful and competent is yeah. like, unfortunately, very rare in female characters, especially yeah. <laughs> from the, the before like I don't know two thousand sixteen ish. And their downfall isn't they're not necessarily dumb ever. It's mostly they don't understand. They just don't understand. They don't have the context to understand technology. Mm-hmm. It's right. like they understand people very well, but they don't understand technology. Right, yeah. <laughs> which sounds bad, but <laughs> it's fair. It's yeah. fair. Like I was I was impressed with the moment with the road. I'm like, yeah, yeah. never would have thought of that as the writer. Never would have thought, yeah, a road would look weird to them. Yeah. Oh right, where they're just walking around, they're just like, like yeah, like they're like, what yeah, is this? yeah, like they're stomping around. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really really funny beat yeah. yeah i mean there is a lot of um um i'm trying to think like the best version of this of, like like uh i don't know i'm thinking like encino man or whatever just like mm-hmm. you know someone from the like blast from, blast the past. from the past yeah, like, yeah. Just, there's a lot of those good bits of just like what is this horse but it's like a car or whatever like right. yeah. just like it's it's like hacky but it's freaking great yeah <laughs> oh my god there was that really weird john renault movie where he plays a knight who gets transported into new york city in modern day really okay I'll look i've never later. heard of this movie <laughs> like jean, jean renault like the professional jean renault like yes, the, the yes. french guy oh. I'll, I'll, I'll when was it. this when was this must have been it was like kind of a rom-com? it was black knight it was that, black knight <laughs> <laughs> that's the, like the reverse <laughs> oh yeah that's martin lawrence goes back to like like france or whatever we should do black knight. black knight i would say i remember thinking that movie was so goddamn funny really yeah. i don't think i ever saw it i remember uh, the trailer being great yeah i got I, I remember getting it on blockbuster yeah. just like off the cover like the cover where it's just like martin lawrence i think he's in like an eagle jersey or like a jet jersey or something and like a suit and, of armor and like holding a sword just yeah being like all right, all right, black knight and like yeah. that's fucking great yeah <laughs> so, i'm gonna see that movie like a dozen times <laughs> what black knight yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember really the weird thing I remember from the movie. There's a scene where someone they try to assassinate someone, mm-hmm. and the way that you like hide the knife on like the floor is they do like they're like holding the knife in like a loaf of bread, and they're like walking around, they like pull out the loaf of bread and try to stab someone. <laughs> I remember thinking that was like the, like the most brilliant shit when I was like was eight good. or whatever. I was like, wow, how do they think of that stuff in Hollywood? <laughs> and that, and then you're like, I'm gonna be a writer, right? And now I'm sad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you were duped. All right, are you guys ready for this? Okay, yeah. it's, it's called Just Visiting. Uh, <laughs> a French count is in England to marry the princess. This is the IMDb summary. Okay. She's killed. A wizard helps him time travel back before the mur- murder, but ends up in Chicago, <laughs> April 2000. Oh. A descendant helps him. Can he return to the 1100s? I mean, it must be hard to find a wizard in Chicago in like modern times. Is do they? How does he get back? We'll have to do it on the yeah, pod. We'll yeah, do it yeah. on the pod. Christine Applegate, Jean Reno. <laughs> That's the combo. All right. I guess yeah. There's that moment like after professional, where like we're just like yeah, like he's just our go-to foreign man right now. Like yeah. Gerard Depardieu is off doing his thing. Here's the new guy. <laughs> Depardieu had a, he had a short window for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but he was like the go-to like Joe like foreign like French guy. Uh, to get back to your point about the technology, which I thought was okay. interesting, what I loved about, I think what like wins them back after they have to deal with going, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Sanders sisters going to present day, they they do figure it out. And like by the end, she is flying a vacuum. The like, vacuum, oh my God. The <laughs> vacuum was like the perfect, <laughs> so it was like the perfect like punch up room joke where it's yeah. just like, okay, what are things, what are things modern day? What are things witches? Brooms? 
like vacuum cleaner. Let's do this. It's like, yeah, it's perfect joke, right? <laughs> it is. It's kind of tongue in cheek too about like, oh, she, you know, the wife uses the vacuum at home and she's yeah. like flying around on a vacuum. Yeah. yeah. And then it pays off because they use the cord of the vacuum yeah. to stop them. That's why it's great writing. Yeah. It's and, really well written. And the fact that they give it to Catherine and Jimmy, who is like the dumb one they beat up on all the time. Like, yeah, that's fucking, mm. that, that's the correct choice. That's the right joke yeah. to make. <laughs> Oh man, weird CGI on the cat though. Yes, but yeah. it's—I don't think it was bad CGI. It's just like you know CGI for the time, right? And honestly, it helps that it's like a black cat, so it's like there's not as much like details for them to do, and and they don't do it like that much. They're kind of smart about the way they shot it too, because I noticed most of the time when they have like an effect shot of the cat, there's nobody else in the shot. It's yeah. just like it's yeah, it's like going back and forth between the cat and somebody else, so they don't have to have the person trying to act against the tennis ball or whatever, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's something I really appreciate about Hocus Pocus, uh, also about the witch, but like especially Hocus Pocus, it's just it, it's very like practical. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think, you know, oh, like the floorboards moving was great. right. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's just like a lot of like fun props. It's a lot of like actual, like physical, like, you know, practical effects. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and like, you know, very like goofy, like it has that kind of like a Disney channel original movie, like look, but in like a way that's, I think very like, obviously like, better than that. Yeah. And I just like appreciate mm-hmm. that. Cause I feel like, you know, obviously there's a, like, there'd be a lot more like, CGI if they made this movie today, which, you know, it can be good or can be not, but there's stuff. It really just did feel like a lot more enjoyable just because everything felt like so real. Oh, yeah. It felt like a Sam Raimi movie for a lot of like yeah. the book felt like the Necronomicon a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then kind of the practical stuff in the house. I mean, also the house at all feels like Evil Dead a little bit. Yeah. And like the floorboards moving stuff. I love that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, and the witch also, obviously, I mean, all practical stuff. I mean, I guess, yeah. you know, like with the most practical. I was <laughs> right. reading about it. They found like a Thatcher to make like an authentic <laughs> yes. house. And they had like the costume designer was losing their mind trying to make all these wool jackets and things. Yeah. Well, that's something we can we can talk about is Robert Eggers and his sort of like hyper historical accuracy thing mm-hmm. that he's been doing. I mean, I've I've seen uh, Witch and the White House. Right. And you have seen The Witch and The Northman. Yes. And Eli, you have seen all three. Correct. So you're the you're the resident right. egg, Eggers. Expert. All right, we will be silent, and you can talk <laughs> for ten minutes. And about? Eggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's interesting. The, the thing I was thinking about is just that it's um, it's extremely important in this movie in a, in a way because you want to feel how desperate they are all the time. Right. And I feel like by making it as realistic as possible, how rough their surroundings are, and like the dead corn and the, how uncomfortable everything, like it sells Thompson's transformation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. And in in a way, it, it, it there's a similar thing going on in the lighthouse mm-hmm. with the kind of weird, limited roughness and like solitary confinement of these guys' surroundings. Mm-hmm. Northman, we could talk about. That's a separate conversation. I've, yeah. It's it's a mixed bag for me. Yeah. The connected know. tissue of the Northman and the witch is that naked people dance in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like I feel like that's one of Edgar's things. Just just weird naked people all the time. I mean, I'm into it. Yeah. I want more movies with weird naked people. <laughs> You've got to see the lighthouse. I know. I, I know. You would love it. Yeah. yeah. It's just bananas yeah oh the other interesting thing i guess this is just like i should have known this about pilgrims or whatever but with them talking about remembering their house in england Mm -hmm. and because you forget that oh yeah these people like did live Mm -hmm. you know modern lives before this and their stupid dad took them over (laughs) right so these people all like it's not like they, they didn't grow up in this like desperate situation in this rough living they're all newcomers to it which is also why they're bad at it but right that was an interesting and thing. the dad like double screw them over because yeah, well, first he brings them over to america which sucks yeah and then he gets them banished <laughs> why from... do we know why it, I, I thought it was a religious uh just like he was more religious than the yeah uh what would julian richings i think that's the, that actor's name the the like judge in that scene yeah. he mm-hmm. says for a prideful conceit and then mm. and then the, he starts talking about how they're not a, a religious enough for him 
Right. So yeah. I think it's something like that. Man, like, how yeah. fucking religious you have to be <laughs> to get kicked out? Like, the pilgrims were the ones who were like, the, in England, like, England in the 1600s is not religious enough. Let's go, like, found a colony so we can be super religious. And then someone within that little circle was like, you fuckers are not religious enough for me either. I'm yeah. going into the woods where there's witches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want proof. I'm going to find it. That is literally, like, his idea of father-son chats are like, let's talk about how our souls oh. are damned. Reciting, right. reciting the Bible. <laughs> yeah, cannot a father spend godly time with his son. I love the way this movie is written. It's so good. It's so good. They both kind of, actually both movies mess with the sort of lyricism in a fun way. Like, yeah, the, I was like, Hocus Pocus does a lot because the way they talk is that kind of like quasi Shakespearean. Mm. Yeah, they say thou. I mean, the Hocus Pocus is more of them saying thou a lot instead of like you, but. Yeah, do, but it's like it's also like kind of lyrically written. It's great. Yeah, it's a lot of those rhymes, kind of like the witches in Macbeth, right? Those, yeah, yeah. The sort of how they do their incantations, how they. Rhyme. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun it's that kind of it fun. kind of feels like an ad hoc thing. Like it feels like they're kind of just. It doesn't feel like it's a recite spell they're reciting. They're kind of making it up on the spot, but yeah. they're the way they they're like their powers and poetry and their ability to like form language into spells. Like ad hoc is cool. Oh yeah, I mean, and 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 like. I mean, the movies are doing them for like two very different reasons. Like it, it's kind of just flavoring for the Sanderson sisters, like to make them a little more fun to like yeah. be like, oh, yeah, they're witches. They would speak weird. Whereas Robert Eggers like is very much trying to do like like the kind of a historical verisimilitude of like, mm-hmm. you, boy, you really want to feel like this is exactly what it would have been like and how they talk. And like, I mean, I, I do think it, it can make the movie somewhat inaccessible, but I feel like you key yeah. into the how they talk pretty quickly. It's pretty understandable. There I, were yeah. certain moments where I did not know what they were saying. Just because they're like mumbling, or because like you didn't understand like the words. It was, I, I think, it was, it was, it was both the accent, is the accent, and mm. yeah, is the, is the accent, and they're kind of their way of speaking. Yeah, there's, but it was, it was like you always know because the, there's so little plot happening that like you right. kind of always key into what's happening. You can watch with the sound off and pretty much see, you pretty much get it. Yeah. So I was still on board with the uh, the way of speaking. It was great. But yeah. I mean, let me, let, Robert Eggers, you should watch his movies with subtitles usually. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and I would actually argue this is a Robert Eggers sidebar, but. The reason I love The Lighthouse and The Witch, but I don't like The Northman as much, mm-hmm. is the lyricism in those first two are so weird, and you don't always know exactly what's going on. Like, there's a yeah. little bit of ambiguity, yeah. whereas in The Northman, it's super straight straight ahead, like, really straightforward. As, some, right. as a friend put it, it's like The Lion King, like, the way that they talk to each other. Yeah. And I feel like something's missing there compared to the, this, where you, you, they're trying to talk to each other in these, like, biblical ways, but you can tell they're not really saying what they mean to each other all right. the time. Yeah. I think that's an interesting layer, but... Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, there is this kind of... Like you just, I mean, it's, it's credible how well it's written, not just the, the dialogue, but like writing as, you know, also like plot and character mm-hmm. and stuff that like you really, really quickly key into like exactly what all these relationships are in the family, even though they're all just like spouting Bible things at each other. Yeah. And then the one moment to me that was the most like kind of like florid dialogue was when it's Thomasin and the, uh, I can't remember the twin, the girl twin's name, but sure. it's, it's her saying she's a witch to her and it actually does feel like she's it feels very lyrical and mm-hmm. like, but it's also because she as a character is being lyrical. Right. It's not just like hide in dialogue. It's her as a character being smart and having like an interesting way of like saying this thing to be more terrifying to her. Yeah. And the kid's kind of smart too. Like though she's like, I'm the witch of the wood and coming out. She's like doing, <laughs> she's doing like so hilarious bits. <laughs> she, yeah. I was, I, I was struck by the, the, the twins were what made me realize how much, the witch takes from the shining. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys were like, 
between the old woman and the young woman yeah. Yeah. alternating the the creepy twins who are also kind of funny. Well, in The Shining, they're mostly just creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't think they, they're not doing bits in The Shining, unfortunately. That's a, that's a pretty light, movie's light on bits, I would say, when yeah. it's faults. Yeah, that, one of the few, yeah. <laughs> is, what's a joke from The Shining? I literally, is there one joke in The Shining? I can't think of, I don't say, I cannot think of I any mean, jokes well, in any Kubrick Here's movie. Johnny's kind of funny. Here's Johnny. Well, mean, that, well he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's being funny. I would argue it's equal parts terrifying, but when he's saying, give me the bat, give me the bat, there's a little oh, bit of humor in this. Uh, right. Oh, yeah, but then he, like, starts to, like, turn it. Yeah, he's like, give yeah. me the bat. It's like, oh, this is kind of funny. And he's like, I'm going to, I just want to bash your head in. Yeah. It's like, oh, not funny anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. The joke goes flat pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, gotta, I haven't seen The Shining in maybe, like, eight, eight, nine years. It's so good. Yeah, we you have the 4K, it. I have right? the 4K. I don't oh, even know yeah. if I've watched the 4K. I just own it as, like, a beautiful jewel on my mantle. <laughs> well, also, it's the score as the other thing. Uh, the Witch yeah. and, the, and The Shining have mm. that same sort of, like, shrieking like you're lingering on a shot a little too long yeah and the score is just like building and building and building yeah, yeah. i feel like that like said, that's also i feel like a very a24 like if like the house style thing like i would notice that in uh yeah, minsomar um, does that minsomar does that hereditary mm. uh, even the green knight which i think a movie mm-hmm. that actually kind of has interesting parallels with with this one yeah. uh they do that a lot um also uh just chat the uh the actor who plays the green knight in the green knight is the dad in the witch ralph innocent really oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Probably the greatest voice of all time. Yeah, it's so deep and so powerful. It's insane. <laughs> he, he, I like. I don't think they did anything to it when he played the Green Knight, and he was like this giant <laughs> monster. It's incredible. <laughs> it's just like they, they had to like tone it down. They had to like tone it down to make it sound more like a yeah. normal man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, Ralph, could you be like less majest- majestic right now? Like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, you hired me. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> it's a curse. <laughs> Yeah, no, it makes that scene in The Witch where he just really breaks down. So because his voice just becomes so weird how when he becomes emotional and you're like, no, that's you're like have the, you know, the most majestic, intense voice of all time. So to hear him break down is like so disturbing. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, we can talk about his character, too, because I, I what I remembered him much more harshly. And then watching it this time, he's like. Okay, he's still an asshole for bringing his family into the woods for being too hoity-toity about being religious. But he kind of seems like he's trying to occasionally do like he well, defends he, Thomason for a while. He does defend Thomason for, and then also when he does kind of like quote like attack Thomason, it is because he thinks that he's trying to save her from the devil. Right. He's still in his mind on her side. Right. He's he like, please he, confess so we can save you. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't think that she necessarily did it out of malice or that he thinks that she was coerced by the devil. Yeah. So it's just that his belief system is super dumb and fucked up, yeah. but he's trying to do the best by mm-hmm. his family within that stupid belief system. Well, yeah. and also like to your point, Josh, like, yeah, he, he seems harsh at first, but then you realize, you realize he's the most like pathetic character in the movie oh, by yeah. the end of it. I mean, yeah. basically all he can do is chop wood, which I think Thomas had points out yeah. <laughs> to his face at one point. And then it's so sad when he, he can't even fight black Phillip. Right. He just drops oh, yeah. the axe yeah. and he's like, I'm, I'm a coward. He literally says, like, corruption is my nature or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, he, well, that's one th- one thing I do appreciate about this guy. He, he takes ownership for all his all his mistakes. Like, and then he gets killed by all the wood. All he chops. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's so much wood on the side of that house and it kills him. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, yeah, Chekhov's wood pile. Oh, for man. Sure. You, you <laughs> know what they say? If you spend 20 minutes of your movie having a, having a character chop wood, he's yeah. going to die under it later. <laughs> When Anya Taylor-Joy takes his shirt off, I was like, oh, shit, I better chop some wood. That guy looks good. <laughs> well, there's a boxer he used to chop his own wood. That was like his workout. Yeah. It was like, you know, one of like the top three boxer guys. I can't yeah. remember his name. And we all know how he died. So, yeah. He got under a pile of wood. In the ring. 
Right. <laughs> He's Achilles' heel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He got he got knocked off. He got knocked into the ropes, and then someone had put all the wood he chopped. <laughs> and the other boxer was like, "Yeah, cool, awesome, great. You shouldn't great. have done that." Asshole. Yeah. Set, set me up here. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, so so conversely, just while we're talking about uh, parent, I mean, weird, I don't know that there's a cap at much of a parallel in Hocus Pocus. I mean, the parents are just sort of like not really plugged into what's going on they're like very disney channel parents of just like yeah. you're in a new town you just need to make friends and then they're like dancing out in the park so they're not like present but they're yeah. not it doesn't feel like it's like a satire on them no really. I mean, they're genuinely trying to help their kids i wait i did like the joke of why doesn't he have shoes on he's like maybe it's in protest <laughs> oh right because they steal his shoes. <laughs> yeah but it's just um, like lazy parenting basically yeah right yeah, yeah. They, they have to be dumb so that this movie can just be about the kids right. yeah they're like uh like weird like like the uh, Timmy's parents and Fairly Odd Parents is like the one I thought mm-hmm. of a lot. We're just like they're just like dumb enough to not get in the way of the hijinks. And whoever dumb that needs to be in any given moment, like yeah. that's just what they are. Although I mean, when you're, if your kids all run up to you and say they're being chased by a bunch of witches on Halloween, it's an appropriate response. To be like, you need to calm down, yeah. child. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe they would try to play it like, oh, when we're dancing ourselves to death, they would actually figure out what's going on. But at oh, the end yeah. of the night, they're like, that was great. What a party! <laughs> that was really funny. I thought L.A. was a party town. <laughs> yeah, that was the line. They're definitely like maximally stupid, I think. Yeah. I mean they get their character. I mean, it's like like the the mom like dressing up as Madonna and like just worrying that people aren't getting it is really funny. <laughs> Relatable. Like yeah. that. I mean really what I love about Lucas Poe, it's just the movie that has a lot of character to it. Like all the every like character in it like has a little extra something to it. Like when they like you know, they get they go to the cop. And, like try and get help, and oh, he's just yeah. like an asshole pretending to be a cop, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in, in a costume, like the bus driver going on board. Like everyone's on board to do bits. Well, all, in yeah, it's like the town, like we're in the classroom when the entire town and all the children in the town are really into Halloween and witches, and yeah. they're roasting this outsider kid for not being super weirdly into witches. <laughs> it's, it's like everyone in this movie is yes ending constantly, and yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> or like the uh like the fuck the Halloween party that the um Oh that was an insane Halloween party where everyone's dressed in like 17th century. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was kind of eyes wide shut for a minute with the masks. Yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. I remember like she's like, "Yes, I would like to leave this party. It's about to get pretty weird. Get me out of here, please." <laughs> My parents said I could stay late last year and I did not enjoy it. <laughs> we'll be better off in the abandoned witch's cabin for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and then uh, shit. Fuck, I got nothing. I, I was it was a really good point. I swear to God. Yeah, well, you were up. gonna you were talking about you were gonna talk about the language. Oh, no, we already did that. We, we talked about the language. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, the, we're done. Speaking of language, there was the I wrote most cringy line. Max loves your yabos. Oh, yeah. I really hated that. <laughs> talk about language. I was like, and th- they double down on it in that scene. Yeah, I was just like, and then she seems like kind of like on board with it. <laughs> right. That's like. What we were talking about feminism, we got to call out. That's very much not feminist, <laughs> no. I think. Yeah, Thora Birch. <laughs> I'm assuming weird. she ad libbed that line. <laughs> the Yabos. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Younger yeah. sister, weirdly wingmanning. That's like a thing in especially 80s movies, like the weirdly oversexualized child. Oh, the one, yeah, who's like so precocious. Yeah. And like willing, yeah. yeah it, it, this it, movie does a, a little less of that. Yeah, well, funny, in general, I, I remember, I, I think all the kid actors are fine. I think they're fun. I mean, Thora Birch is really good. Yeah, like they're mm-hmm. doing, yeah. They're, like they're fun to be with. It's not like a thing where like when they're on screen, you're like, it's unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And Because I, I think the movie just is great, but like really like. This movie is sort of like them running around and doing the plot and then just like cut to the Sanderson sisters doing three stooges. Shit. Yeah. And it's like that's really like they 
the whole movie could have just been that. Yeah. And then just yeah. them fucking around and then they run into the kids at the end and like I feel like we wouldn't have missed all that much. Yeah. Actually I will say I think the one the one weak point was the kid actor who plays Banks, the cat. I think he was just mm. a bad voice actor. Oh, the actor who plays the cat? Yeah. It's so it's not the kid. What? The, the kid, it's an adult? No, yeah. So the kid who played, I disagree that he's a bad voice actor because I'll, I'll bet you who he is. Uh, he uh, certainly, this, I don't think he's good in this movie. Maybe he's good in other stuff. I think he's, I think he's good in this movie, but I think he just has to say like, you know, you must remove the curse shit. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's Jason Marsden, not James Marsden, okay. different man. Huh. Uh, I Jason, Jason, that? I don't know. Jason he Marsden. is the voice. Uh, he's a voice actor. He's been like a million things. Mm. Uh, he's the voice of Haku in. Uh, Spirited Away, oh. and he's Ashitaka in Princess Mononoke, and those are two of like the best vocal performances like ever. We should talk about Miyazaki's witches, by the way, at some point. Oh, that's completely yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. Kiki's delivery service, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or uh, even yeah, Spirited Away. Like, what's what's fucking doing now? Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> We're doing it live. Yeah, I mean, because I was thinking about like first, I was thinking about every Disney every Disney movie is a witch villain, basically. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. from like Little Mermaid, to yeah. Snow White, and Maleficent, like yeah. they're all the same, just like bad women doing <laughs> bad things. Yeah. to the younger women right uh, yeah. for the most part but miyazaki i'm like equally cool fantastical settings and the witches are way different oh yeah way more lovable complex yeah. right like kiki's delivery service like they have he never even bothers to make the sell of oh it's witches but they're actually good it's just sort of like assumes you know all the witches are like just like good in this world yeah is it them like not necessarily being like christian witches is that part of it yeah, there is definitely it? is none of that in yeah. Miyazaki. Because there's nothing with like mm-hmm. the devil in a Miyazaki movie. No. That's true. Yeah, because there's witches. I'm trying to remember in Spirited Away, but there are lots of witches. Yeah, well, like, Yubaba is. Yeah, Yubaba, right. Yubaba and Zaniba are both witches. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, the good witch and the bad witch is kind of fun. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> and I don't know if that's like a Wizard of Oz thing or he's just doing his own thing in that movie. Well, he's also in. Uh, um, Howl's Moon Castle. Howl's Moon Castle, yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the Witch of Voice, right? Right. The, yeah. Uh, though who though that, that that's actually like a bad witch, <laughs> but yeah. like, you know you know like in kind of a hocus pocusy way where she's like she's not like right. evil designing on people she's just like vain and like like I think like has like a predatory relationship with Hal yeah. and that that which well, in Hal's moving castle is the Baba Yaga right well I was gonna say the castle is from Baba Yaga because it's okay. got like the chicken legs the right? chicken legs yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. chicken legs is a Baba Yaga thing because Baba Yaga lives in like a cabin with chicken legs right yeah yeah, yeah. I don't think the witch of the wastes is meant to be Baba Yaga because like, okay. she's just sort of like this like old like queen basically like this mm. old like vain person like the whole idea is that, like uh howell i think was like young and reached out and went to like sought her out to, like grown magic and i think she was like not it's basically the exact same plot as spirited away basically mm-hmm. with haku like went like went to learn magic from uh, uh zaniba and right. like, ended up in this predatory relationship yeah. with her as well while we're talking about just unrelated stuff isn't there, it isn't it kind of like weird <laughs> weird witch erasure that in uh that baba yaga's keanu reeves in um yeah. Right. Yeah. They, oh, they, read they call him the boogeyman, but Baba Yaga is like it's a very specific is a woman, Russian witch. Is yeah. a yeah, Russian like witch, yeah. and they turn into Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was weird. <laughs> That's yeah. all. That was my only point. <laughs> That's witch erasure, and we don't stand for that. <laughs> yeah, they should have at least like masculinized it. Like I don't know, yeah. Baba Yago or just Babo Babo Yago Bob Yago Bob Yago. My friends call me Robert. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying <laughs> or just call him the witch that would be weird yeah 
That would be really funny if they just keep calling him a witch. It's like, you, yeah. you, you can go back to Baba Yaga. And like, no, no not witch. everyone speaks Russian. <laughs> We're being well, in those movies, everyone does speak yeah. Russian. Everyone does. Like, something I love about John Wick, everyone just does. It's like how like, I mentioned like the characters being dumb enough to let the plot happen. Everyone in John Wick is like competent enough to just do shit. There's never like a yeah. bit where they're just like, oh, we have to like fly now. I guess we have to learn how to fly. It's just like, we got to fly now. And they just like spread their wings and fly. Like, whatever the movie wants to do in any of those movies, it's just sort of like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, everyone speaks Russian now. Everyone's yeah. got magic coins. The whole world is assassins. You go yeah. into the desert, look at the stars. We'll visit you in your dreams. Like, whatever. Yeah, it's fuck like you. Magic exists. It's like in the Matrix, they have to do that by like putting like information in his head. And they're like, saw the Matrix. Like, let's just get rid of all that stuff with he explain it. Yeah, he's John Wick. He just does this shit. It's fine. We, we, we yeah. set it up. He's magic. He's Superman, but he's guns and dogs. Yep. <laughs> Fucking great. It works. Uh, so speaking of Baba Yaga, um, just question, because you saw the newer, the David Harbour Hellboy. The yes. newer one. I am t- and you're also a huge Hellboy guy. Yes. Did Baba Yaga show up in, in that one? Because uh, I know she's a great character in the comics. E- yes. Yes, as like a pure horror movie moment. Like she's she's like a feral oh. like monster force. My. If I remember correctly, I was slightly inebriated when I watched this movie. <laughs> right. Because I knew it was going to be bad. Right. Yeah, um, which is a bummer. But it's it, it was a cool sequence, but it was not like... The rich mythology of yeah, the right. Yaga, which is amazing, right? Yeah, I think because uh, I think Guillermo del Toro has mentioned that if they were going to do a Hellboy three, she would have made like an appearance in that. Um, yeah. I think he was like discussed as one of the things he was like thinking about doing. Because uh, I really think like uh, um, I think Wake the Dead, uh, where she shows up at the end and talks to mm-hmm. Rasputin, like that's just I, I like that character is just like kind of like evil but not like feral, mm-hmm. like weirdly. Yeah. Sanderson sister esque just in terms of like you know like has, she has character and she's so like, like having conversations with people yeah yeah uh, but but it's and in the in the comics it's like she has an incredible mythology mm-hmm. that's even Mignola's own thing outside of like actual Russian mythology mm-hmm. and I don't think any movie's ever tapped into that that's a sh- well that's but, what I think well, let's let's broaden the conversation we're, we're, we're just running through witches right now <laughs> you know you're, you're talking Miyazaki well, you're talking was, you're talking Keanu <laughs> I was I was thinking about how in, in the Vivage like she is almost like a feral they're all almost feral entities mm-hmm. like in right. the end they're like doing the like really manic dancing yeah I don't think the witch has a line of dialogue no Although she is like, they're obviously very smart because they, there's right. this they, like, they really scheme. There's this really elaborate plan that's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, but then she doesn't actually have a line of dialogue, and it's I don't know. It's just interesting that it's not really a character at all. So we're talking about which like very big question. Okay, is uh, like what is a, a witch oh. to you? Like what it, like like the Platonic ideal, like Plato's like Platonic ideal, like of a witch. Like what are the things that like as a theme you would like draw out? Of like of like witch stuff and like how do these movies kind of like like tackle that thematically or just right. like the signifiers of a witch? Well, yeah, thematically. There's like brooms and yeah, live in the woods and, and, and shit. And like, yeah. yeah. So like, what are the things? Because like we talked about, obviously the two movies we're doing are just like they're evil. I mean, I think the obsession right. with youth is a big one, and yeah. both these movies are about that. Yeah. To to me, like the broadest possible way to define a witch is a woman who is powerful outside of society. That's like yeah. the most basic way. And I think both of these movies are very like the Christian, witch, which is like they're evil women outside of society who get their power from the devil. Right. right. Uh, but I think you could expand it beyond that. Like what we're yeah. talking about Miyazaki's witches, they're not getting their power from the devil They're No, like in me, in Miyazaki, they're just independent, uh, like powerful women who have just like, like, like Zaniba is like a small business owner, like a really cutthroat small business owner who is like bad because she like, is mean but she's not like 
yeah, sadistically evil. But then they kind of buy her back at the end. Yeah, of the but even still, like just using magic at all is power outside of society, mm-hmm. right? Or is it power outside of like science and technology and like what we understand? So like on like a thematic level, that's power outside of society. Yeah, just by virtue of using magic. Yeah, which if is they're probably, the only magic users. Which is probably why we've entered this place where like witchcraft has been like reclaimed as you know like feminist and empowering and like right. that more like the I feel like that subverses other, but that. Uh, um, I don't know, restoration. Like Re- that take, reclaiming. Reclaiming, yeah, that take is now, I think, much more... Almost the canonical take now. Yeah. That they're, like, pagan. Right. Yeah. yeah. That the whole and it's wi- natural. And- yeah. Yeah, that, like, this whole mythology of, like, shaming witches and, like, demonizing witches just came out of, like, you know, patriarchal societies wanting to, like, find reasons to hate women who could accomplish tasks. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it was originally just women who could heal using ways, you know, that were not known to men. Right. Like, yeah. herbal things. and But... But the interesting thing, what we're talking about here, the, now that I'm thinking about the highbrow, lowbrow, mm-hmm. the lowbrow of Hocus Pocus, I think, is society is good and they are right for killing these witches. Yeah. <laughs> these are definitely bad witches. Right. Yeah. You, not These are those good witches. No, no. Th- these, these are, are bad witches. These are bad witches. <laughs> and like everyone in society is, we're on the same page. Everyone's cool. And yeah. witches are not cool. Whereas in the witch, it's like, it's much more gray than that because. Christian society, as we see it in the movie, is not great. Like, no, right. We yeah. totally understand why she does what she does. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the witches aren't good either. Yeah. Right. They're, yeah, they're still babies. killing babies. Yeah. 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 Well, not eating them. They're just crushing up and oh, using right, skin, sorry, cream. skin cream. Right. <laughs> right. And then, like, also, but also, like, 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 like wax for the fucking broom. Because remember, like, like, right after she oh, was the bottom, she's broom like, broom wax so, like, so she doesn't yeah. slip off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. It's like on a surfboard. That's what I assume. You know what? I missed that. Well, because she's definitely like, it's like a nice finish. It's like well, just because she matches up the baby, yeah. she rubs the baby goo on herself, yeah, and then uh, spoilers to the witch, fuck you, and then <laughs> that's like the minute two of the witch <laughs> that we've discussed already, yeah, and then it's like her lying down, like waxing up the broom and then flying off from the night, yeah. Just, so is that what powers the broom? Is baby blood? Maybe she's like filling up the tank on that broom. <laughs> I think she just wants a nice finish on it. You yeah. Know, like, 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 it's like, yeah, like no, it's like, yeah, it's like if you have like nice, like furniture is finished with like oil, you have to like re-oil it. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what I'm talking You know, or just like, you know, like getting your car wash. You just, it's like, you don't have to get your car wash, but like you should. Yeah. <laughs> It'll look nicer. If you have any pride in yourself. I have not washed my car in over a year at this it, point. It's been a really long time. I'm really hoping it rains soon. <laughs> I can't see out of my fucking well, The problem with me is that shield. if it rained, it'd be good, but there's also a big spot of paint missing where like a light fell on mm, my car. So if right. it rains, they'll rust that, but it'll clean the rest of the car. So I'm really just fucked with the car. <laughs> I forgot I got like a pole fell on your car. Yeah, a light pole just fell on my car. The front office just called up there, hey, we got bad news. <laughs> I was having a rough week already. That was oh, not good. Man. Um other so hybrid how brow in it. I think I don't think this is a case where we need to like justify which of these is, why these are higher and lowbrow. Like the witch is, mm-hmm. yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's there's a vacuum, just, she rides vacuum cleaner in one of them, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's a whole bit like like yeah, like Gary Marshall shows up in like a devil outfit. Like I don't know. Like they, they say the word yabos. I think there's zero movies that are highbrow that have the word yabos in it. Yeah. Anyone? Nothing? I mean, is is highbrow the... lowbrow yabos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. Is the witches coming into like present? It feels like I feel like movies where it's like somebody being tel- time tra- time traveled to present day is almost always lowbrow. It has because yeah, it's always mm. like it's always like humor about they fish out water humor. Are there any like you know highbrow serious versions of that where it's like a like reverse Connecticut Yankee King Arthur's Court like 
Not that I can think of. It's almost yeah. always played for comedy. Yeah, well, because I don't know how you would do that. Like, because it would seriously. be funny. <laughs> yeah, and because well, yeah, and the jokes are all like very surface level. It, yeah, it's always like, mm. what kind of horse is this? And you know, it's like a bus or whatever. Yeah, there are highbrow or aspiring to be highbrow TV shows about present day people going to the past yes. but it's never you can never pull it off i think the other way yeah around. i mean outlander does the one where it's someone from the past going further into the past right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's some yeah time travel like, exception there are there witches in, in outlander they, i don't yes oh there you go uh, i <laughs> happen to be an outlander Ooh, aficionado uh, i did not know because this. coral has my wife has forced me <laughs> <laughs> And for the record, it's actually a really good show. It, honestly, it looks cool. Jazz is watching it right now. And every time I look over, it's like some crazy ass shit is happening. I'm like, this show looks fucking great. It's actually, a, yeah, we're, we don't have to go down the Outlander sidebar, but um, <laughs> there are witches, but in the context of you're in 18th century Scotland and people believe in witches. Oh, so they're not uh, actual magical witches? For the most part. But there oh. is magic. Yeah, she time travels. There has to be magic. Yeah, so there's a little. There's scientific based time travel. <laughs> It's true, actually, yeah, because, like, like, I mean, the time the time machine, like, the book came yeah. out around when Outlander takes place. They could have built a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> I, 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 I really uh, take back my criticism. You idiot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, one, one funny thing I was thinking about in the in the witch so they we have like definite proof that like the devil exists in the witch that so we see the character of it yeah there's no nod to the christian christian god existing other right. than maybe the devil being like the inverse of that mm -hmm. right but there's no actual evidence of miracles or magic that's outside of the witch so it could is there's like a funny thing where like could be like pausing that like the only magic that exists is this like witch magic and like mm. the christianity is all false Talking, talking witch, not Hocus Pocus. Right? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, I guess also <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Yeah, right. question, I forgot that scene in, in Hocus Pocus where they declared God is dead. <laughs> yeah. It's a real blink and you miss it's it. It's not the best number on that one. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Uh, no, no, you're right. But so like, yeah, that is interesting that you, there is no inverse. It's a movie that actually shows magic and supernaturalness, but no, only coming from like, yeah, it's like right. only evil magic exists, but there's no counterpoint to that. Yeah, and I guess like, by calling him the devil, that just suggests that he is the inverse of gods, which like by like in in the inverse property, I guess shows that God exists in this world. But then I guess he never refers to himself, and you never hear what the witches call their right. magic. Like you never yeah. hear the witches' perspective on what they're doing. Right. So what's it, what's the witches' story? Yeah. <laughs> what are they all about? Yeah, you need like the the like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of what the witches are all doing in the woods. Right. <laughs> and they're just like sitting around, like, all right, get this. We get the boy back, and then he spits up an apple. <laughs> they're like, oh man, you're crazy for that one. Witch. <laughs> That's wild, girl. <laughs> Yo, what are you gonna wear to our dance circles? <laughs> I was thinking nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. cool. I was also wearing nothing. Yeah, I'm running low on baby blood. Do you have any left? <laughs> my my broom looks awful. I need more baby blood. Yeah, not a lot of babies out there. So that's, yeah, yeah, they really it's a commodity. They really lucked out that this family went in. What were they doing before? <laughs> They're like sitting around like, man, I could really use a baby. Oh. <laughs> uh, but to your point about the whole Christian <laughs> Christian God thing, they don't even give us the hope of faith. It's it's just everyone asking the question, if we're faithful, if we're God's children, if this, if that. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was what you right. said, Josh, earlier. Yeah. Like everyone's always just questioning whether they're even gonna get saved or not. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, I guess in like a the bad pitch there there'd be like a priest character who'd be like right. the inverse to that. Oh yeah, we ha yeah, like you know, like yeah, like uh, exorcist. Like we have to go get a priest to come in yeah. and save the day. Yeah. And this one like, no, our horse is gone, we can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, we've got bad corn, no horse, and we're getting played by witches. They we do. have three things, and they're all dead. <laughs> they do kind of do the um, 
the exorcism scene though, where they all gather around. Oh him yeah, with the, apple. the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is actually like an old school exorcism scene. Oh yeah, yeah, that doesn't work, but right because yeah. the witches are still <laughs> they get the apple out of them. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know that they like, were trying. He to was do. being plagued by this apple. We did it. The exorcism worked. <laughs> also, that does show that the witches have like a weird sense of humor about shit because like yeah, he went into the woods like find apples for Thomason because she missed him from home. Yeah. And then the witches are like, you want apples? How do you like these apples? <laughs> <laughs> these witches are really funny, actually. <laughs> They're doing great bits. Yeah. <laughs> what do they do again? Kill babies? Oh, damn it. Oh, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Joker situation all over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the, the point, I think this whole thing about how there's no, like, good counterpoint in the witch, it's just, I think a lot of it speaks with the, this theme of religion and this theme of, like, religion as, like, a fear-motivated thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they're only like afraid of God and they're only afraid of like the bad negative consequences. So like they live in this the movie kind of like gives them that like this, they only live in a world where like there's shit to be afraid of and nothing like positive mm. yeah. to like believe in. And it's like, well, it's that thing of like, you know, a lot of religion, a lot of religious people, not all, but there is definitely a strand of like hateful who use that as like an excuse for hate they have anyway. Yeah. And that's they work very in, much. Yeah. Like reverse engineering. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, they, yeah. Like, I mean, they, you know, the mom hates Thomason because, you know, she's a woman. And then yeah. so like they kind of you know, work backwards from that to like hate her for being a witch. Right. Yeah. Also, she's mad because the baby disappeared on her watch. Yeah. Like, which, you know, that's rough. Right. But they, she does basically come out the mother eventually and like, just be like, just, you know, it, she's becoming a woman. We're going to lose her. That sucks. Cause we need her to do chores. Yeah. And then like, she says like, you bewitched your brother they're, and stuff. They're going to like sell her to another family. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, she would like, marry her off. Like indentured servitude. Oh, oh okay. I, I think that sort of, I thought it was like, well, she's getting the age where she's going to marry. And then so she, I think she's like, we're going to lose her to someone else. Oh. I, it did sound like they were going to sell her though. It was literally like one of them can use her and i was like that seems more like a you know like brooming the floors <laughs> sort of situation <laughs> not getting married right but I, uh, I read it as the 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 fear of their leaving because they needed her to like do shit but like you, you guys are probably indentured servitude i don't know man shit was no. i mean <laughs> marriage was essentially indentured servitude right, right. That's, that's actually kind what's of what's the thinking. difference yeah, either, right. either way it wasn't gonna be good wasn't yeah good. yeah thomason really no prospect except witchery yeah mm-hmm. and i think she made the right call once yeah. her whole family had been killed by witches <laughs> and a goat <laughs> and a goat <laughs> although why not the mom the mom could have been a witch really i or guess she was too broken was that the idea like, or yeah. she was too religious Mm. Yeah, and they they didn't have. I guess yeah, they. I mean, it's part of it is like the theme of like mm-hmm. you know like the 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 fear that just like a young growing woman how creates in like a puritanical household. So like right. she, that's yeah. why she gets to be the witch because for thematic reasons. And I guess yeah, like you know the mom is just not. I don't know. So the mom kind of sucks. Like Thomason is like capable and like a cop can accomplish basic tasks. The mom just runs around yelling at people. I yeah. think if yeah. you're rec- if you're recruiting for your witch uh, circle, I don't think you go. I think I think like the mom's like your backup. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're like, you're our, you're our, you're not our first choice. You're our silver medal. If we need someone to scream in bed. We'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, you don't you don't have to leave your number. It's fine. <laughs> we'll find you. Yeah. We'll find you. <laughs> we have a really good hearing. We heard all that apple shit. <laughs> Get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so another theme we've uh, we've talked about a little. We've, I think we touched on a little bit. We haven't really dig, dug into is you know this whole the, the wilderness first civilization idea yeah. is you know the mm. father of Ralph Innocent's character very much like he, he has that line like I will I have it written down it's like I will claim this I will con- I will not I will like civilize this wilderness I won't let it consume us or something like will that. Con- we will conquer, we will conquer it. Conquer. It will not conquer us. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which I feel like I mean man versus nature is always like a pretty underrated like pretty cool plot. I don't know if I've seen that in a movie before. There's also in, uh, um, Josh was not having that joke. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Josh is like, I have found something new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the proposition. You ever see that movie? Oh uh-huh. yeah, 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 It's um, what's his name? Ray, Ray Ray Winstone's constantly like, I will civilize this land. I will civilize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always in general a really interesting, like really primal like storyline, and I feel like it's yeah. sort of like a not like top four themes in this movie, but it's like. Theme number five. Like, unless you consider the witches part of the wilderness, kind of. Right. Which, which is interesting. I would. That is a really interesting question. I feel like I would say yes, they are. Yeah. In this case, because they're almost more like animal than. Yeah. From what we see of them. Yeah. And they're so maybe that is sort of because that is absolutely something because like, they're natural and part of the world and like it's like the religion and the clothes and like their mm-hmm. stuff that like they're the interlopers here, you know like it's, yeah it kind of like breaking out from their society and like. I don't know, like, in general, this whole idea, like, going out and kind of conquer shit and then getting fucked by, like, nature is yeah. just, like, I always think it's, like, pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, any time there is a movie where someone says, I will civilize this place. They are not going to civilize it. It is never happened. They name one movie where someone's like, I'm going to civilize this land. And then, like, two hours later, like, some of bitch, we did it. <laughs> Let's go home. <laughs> we <laughs> built a roller coaster park. It's <laughs> the Paw Patrol movie. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because it doesn't end well for Ray Winstone in the proposition either. No. <laughs> it doesn't end well for anybody in that movie, really. No. That movie's fucking great. You should see that movie. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. one of my all-time favorites. It's yeah. so good. Oh, shit. All right. I'll watch it. It's it's like a, a Australian Western. Oh, no. Nah, yeah. Written by Nick Cave. Yeah. Ooh. And scored by Nick Cave Did the well. Bad Seeds also get a writing credit? No. no. His other partner, the Warren, Warren Ellis. Ellis. <laughs> it's the, it's the, but it's the ampersand Bad Seeds, not <laughs> and Bad Seeds. <laughs> no, no, it's and. They didn't do it together. The Bad Seeds did a pass. Oh, and punch up. <laughs> <laughs> the, bad, the Bad Seeds did punch up. Story by Bad Seeds. <laughs> Story by Bad Seeds. <laughs> it's one of those weird ones where it's like a Bad Seeds idea, but then Nick wrote the screenplay, and then the Bad Seeds did a pass, and I like, yeah. respect, and they did just enough. Yeah. You know, they got their 50% or whatever. Uh, and then they made a band (laughs) right and then they recorded like 11 incredible albums (laughs) oh man is is there any is there any like nature civilization stuff in hocus pocus not really because well Well, i mean them not understanding civilization but that's like that's more like modern civilization because they also live in a civilization but yeah but they're doing like almost the reverse they're like going like i will wilderness this civilization (laughs) (laughs) son of a bitch they don't pretty close though they get pretty close yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah like that yeah it's the exact opposite story where like they're the interlopers in society and they're like right, the right. Like, they are the like the primal chaos coming yeah. into society and the other one the witch is like haha we have a society we have a hut the witch is like no you fucking don't yeah <laughs> you have a bunch of dead shit <laughs> i mean okay so like the one <laughs> it's funny um like the one thing is so like the the main character the kid the boy he's like punished for not believing in magic basically he's like punished for being too modern and like mm. laughing at magic and the super and superstition. Right. Cause he lights the, the, yeah, he lights candle. the candle. Cause it's like really like this town is all extremely superstitious and they like seem right. to legitimately believe in the witches. Yeah. I mean, it, it's literally Salem right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and then he is the interloper who doesn't believe in magic and he's, he's from pun- LA. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's too cool. It's cool. <laughs> LA, that den of sin and thievery or whatever they call it in species. Oh, it's, right. right. The, the modern city, anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> species is a really weird scene where they describe LA as if it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. wow. Right, yeah. For like no reason. It's like Vegas is like right down the street. Yeah. It's like, that's their branding. Right yeah. Now. They designed it that way. <laughs> I mean, that tracks with Hocus Pocus. Cause just those shoes alone. I mean, yeah. they, oh, just, yeah. they had to take them. Oh, okay just sidebar what who moves from los angeles to salem like yeah. you're like what? city living and you're like all right we want to get to the suburbs let's move across like what job is bringing you to Salem? like mm. what are the how did this happen yeah. <laughs> what did, 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 
is there a line when they're unpacking where they explain it or they're just like, yeah. you just got to deal with us moving. I think they just, they're just like, we just moved to Salem. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We, we've always <laughs> dreamed about it. There's literally no explanation. No. Yeah. And also why LA? Why don't I just do New York? It's like much closer. That would actually kind of make sense. And it would also be like a city thing. Right, right. Like there's no reason for him to be from LA. Or even well, Boston, yeah. Boston's not well, real. I think, I think, I think <laughs> not real. Sure. Yeah. I think this is also like a nineties time period where like cool surfer dude boy was like a real thing, like Johnny mm. Tsunami or whatever. So they want to have yeah. him in like the tie-dye and the hair and like that, that look. Sense. I think, yeah, and SoCal was, I think, maybe having a moment in there. In, like, I think there was like a lot of LA action movies in the 90s. Yeah. There was a lot of like, uh, mm. I mean, the, the, the species thing. Yeah. yeah. And I do just think like he is like the, like the, like, was it, when was this movie that came out again? 93. 93. He's like the 93, like cool, dude, cool boy. Right. Who is also bullied though. Yeah. Also, gotta say, those bullies are fucking hilarious. I yeah. love Ice. PG, Ice. PG, <laughs> Uh, bully gangs in movie, yeah. like movies and PG, like PD rated movies with bully gangs. They're always just so like dumb, yeah, and like not like they have to be like mean, but not actually like cruel or really menacing. Right, yeah. so they just come off as just like just like happy. I don't know, like they're like it's like oh, I'm ice. We're gonna give us your shoes. Yeah, <laughs> shoes is a weird thing to take because they just I guess it's, he lucked out. They happen to fit him, but right, like right. that's a risky move. Yeah, shoes are like finicky. I don't know. Like, I don't. It's, it's tough for me to find shoes that fit me. Like I assume everyone else is just specifically shaped feet. I, yeah, I guess maybe you should just find a guy that's your size and beat him up and take his shoes, and that's yeah. the way but to do it. That yeah. guy was clearly bigger than. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That child was a man. Yeah. Like, was, <laughs> he pays him ice was huge. They took, they took the shoes. They didn't take the bike, and then later. <laughs> Later, later, their only goal is eating candy. Right. Yeah. So they, yeah they're like they like threatening a child, which right. is insane. Yeah. And they're like for the candy, which on Halloween is being given out for free. <laughs> they could just go to a house with like a you know a bowl and take. Well, the I whole guess thing. you can kind of get into the, like that's them like yearning to still be children, but they have to act like adults. Whereas like they want candy, but they have to act like they're cool, so they have to just take it from kids. I mean, it does kind of fit the theme of like the Sanderson sisters want to be young and, yeah. you know, like mm. he thinks he's too cool for this Halloween stuff and he's yeah. got to learn that like ghosts and magic are real, literally yeah. real in this universe. I, I really thought they were going to die, those two bullies, for, oh, yeah. for a minute. Oh, well, they might have. They just left them in there. <laughs> oh, true. yeah. Yeah, like the end of the movie ends with a little montage of just like tying up the loose ends with just his head exploding. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. it also it's like fun you know they get their comeuppance it's like they're pretty right. goofy yeah 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 then the little cages crying is pretty funny oh yeah, yeah. oh right because they end up not saving like they're gonna go back and save yeah. him and they like don't he's like you we don't, don't have time to save you i'm no. sorry <laughs> yeah, you suck I, you stick my shoes <laughs> yeah doesn't he tie his, he takes he his takes shoes, shoes back, shoes back. <laughs> what a payoff yeah savage <laughs> uh i guess while we're saying Hocus Pocus was directed by Kenny Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> it was a screenplay by Mick Garris and Neil Cuthbert, story by David Kirshner and Mick Garris. Dave Kirshner also produced the movie. The Witch, written and directed by Robert Eggers, much easier to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk to Kenny Ortega. There's not really talk about much to talk about. He's just a classic Disney Channel guy. Oh, yeah. Mm. He did directed High School Musical, I think. Oh, okay. And High School Musical 3. Oh, and so he has, you know, several pools. I, I think he was like a choreographer first. Oh. And that's where he moved it, which kind of makes, because I feel like it makes sense for directing that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Especially for Hocus Pocus, which I think it does a lot of very good, like visual comedy and visual bits. And like, you yeah, know, not yeah. just choreography in terms of dancing, but just like everyone's like, you know, like the way the Sanderson sisters walk. I mean, they're, yeah, they're doing all, and they're doing like almost three stooges routines at one point. Yeah. yeah. Which is also kind of a Sam Raimi thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, which is great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, this is really if like Sam Raimi made a comedy, it's this movie. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like they saw what he did in his Army of Darkness, but <laughs> right. It's like they saw Army of Darkness. It's like, what if that for kids and yeah. also like it makes actual literal sense? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Army of Darkness is great. I'm not I'm not throwing shade. It's a good movie. No, it's great. <laughs> it is kind of like Army it's like reverse Army of Darkness, because Army of Darkness is also a time travel thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. 
I is there any way to do a highbrow pairing with Army of Darkness? We'd have to find that mythical movie where somebody right. goes back in time and it's serious. Or forward. No, no, that's back in time. So there's the back in time and serious movie. Hmm. Is there? Uh, I'm trying there's to like ones where you're like trying to stop like the Kennedy assassination or something. I don't know about oh, any well, that was a series. Uh, yeah. 11, 12, yeah, 63. That was okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if there's any movies where you're going that far back. Mm-mm. Mm. No. Yeah. Tough. I, I think it's even when they try, it's it gets silly. Yeah. <laughs> well, time travel is entirely just very like. Well, because it makes no sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we had trouble figuring out a, a highbrow time travel movie and we did it and even then it's our lowest rated episode because everyone knew it was fucking bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone rejected it like, Wait, which were the which one was that? Tenet. Tenet and Palm Springs and Tenet was the hybrid which uh, is like barely a time see, travel movie because it doesn't make sense right exactly <laughs> yeah well, you think everyone was just like oh this podcast is about Tenet I'm not gonna listen I actually do think I think <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people and are, Palm Springs movie nobody's heard of right oh so yeah. good though. Palm Springs is so great. good yeah, I'm just, I just think like Tenet is just like because it came out during the pandemic and because like I just feel like it's sort of a forgotten movie mm. at this point. Like I've never spoken to someone who would take and brought up Tenet ever. Yeah. Except for the podcast because we were looking for something <laughs> to pair with Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Little actor talk. Sure. Run them down. Uh, Bette Midler. Great. Fucking great. <laughs> great. <laughs> so, Legendary. So good. Great. <laughs> that, that's, she has like prosthetic teeth, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah. And the that's weird, a crazy the move. The lipstick that's just yeah, yeah, like lined the up lipstick. with the teeth. Yeah. yeah. It's very fun. Super really? Good. Yeah. Really fun wardrobe and makeup in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Again, just like very just canonical witch shit. Yeah. You know, which also it's fun to tell so they can actually just walk around yeah, and exactly. call them out on it. Oh, when right. they don't understand that it's children in costumes. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. She's also like the fact that she's like a bloodhound for children. Right. That's her powers that she can smell children. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> uh, she's so great. I think, like I said, I feel like that's just like she sets the tone for the movie. Like yeah. Bette Middle is yeah. very specific kind of like knowing theatricality is mm-hmm. like what this whole movie is doing. Uh, Catherine Jimmy's great. Yep. Doesn't have as much to do as the other one, but you know, great dumb performance. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, the weird lip thing she's always talking about the side. But yeah. Ben Miller is like the only actually scary person in that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like, yeah, Catherine Jimmy's like too dumb to be scary, yeah. and Sarah Jessica Parker is just like she's dizzy. Just I'm, yeah. I love how like she's like actively working against the <laughs> other two sometimes, right? Because she just wants to like make out with boys at parties, yeah, which right, is great, right. you know, and like she. I feel like in the background of so many scenes, she just sort of gets distracted. Yeah. Like while mm-hmm. Bette Midler's like monologuing, she'll just be like, oh, what's that? You know, just like kind of like she just get, get distracted by like her own hands. Like, yeah. like, she's just like so spacey. I like the scene when she's trying to remember. Is she trying to remember where she put the book? Oh, she's trying to remember the spell. And she's like, you were, I was over here. You were in the corner dancing like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then they underwrite it because she's the only one who does remember the incantation about toes. Right. And then Bette Miller's like, I'll never remember. Yeah. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, I think all the kids are good. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the good kid performances is fine. I mean, I think Thor Birch is actually really good in it. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good kid performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think we mentioned the cameos like, yeah, Doug Jones and Gary, Mar- Gary Marshall is so fucking funny. Yeah. As the, like just weird old dude. Real he just weird invites devil, ladies into his house. Yeah. <laughs> and that wife who's like, again, <laughs> what a horrible life that woman has <laughs> yeah. living with this dude. She's like, I'm just trying to have a Jack and Coke in front of my TV while doing my hair my on Halloween soon. night. Alone with my weird shitty, yeah, because he's dressed up as the devil by himself, and she's just not dressed up for Halloween. Not having it, they they really are like telling a whole story yeah. of a marriage very quickly. Great visual economy, yeah. Not a happy story, whatever. No. <laughs> like, uh, I think they could both be happy separately, but <laughs> together it's not meant to be. 
Uh, and then the witch. Uh, I mean, Anya Taylor Joy. Oh yeah, so good. In this Breakout performance, first performance. I think like, so. literally first performance. It might. She may have been stuff before that. I think it was a breakout, pretty much. Yeah, because yeah. this is before Split. Yes. And I think it's before the um, the Playmobil movie, which she was in, uh, which exists. The what? what? The Playmobil movie. Oh, yeah, right. she's in the Playmobil movie. Yeah. Interesting. She's uh-huh. like this. Yeah, the story of that movie is that her parents die, and she has to take care of her younger brother. And then they become Playmobiles. Wow. Uh, okay. Missed yeah, that one. It's crazy. He's got a musical number in it. <laughs> I think that was after The Witch, though, <laughs> which is crazy casting. I'm pretty sure Anya Taylor-Joy has credited Robert Eggers like, with her career, like, yeah. with like kickstarting her career. Yeah, that so I sense. guess she was in a couple British shows, British TV shows, yeah. and then her Queen's first, Gambit, and then yeah. her breakout was The Witch. Yeah. Right, right. She was in Vampire Academy. Apparently, as feeder girl in a deleted scene. Okay, okay. so she's not yeah. really she's not really a vampire. But she she pretty much does this role perfectly. Oh yeah, because she's yeah. You believe she's a teen and she's innocent, but also she's angsty. Yeah, yeah. But and there's a little bit of darkness, like when she messes with her uh, siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you never believe that she's fully evil. Right. And then at the ending, she you can tell that she's making that choice. And right. She yeah. is trying to make this horrible family situation work. Yeah. Like, yeah. despite them being off to her constantly, she's never being like, fuck this, I'm out until the end. Like, she's yeah. trying to, like, still watch the kids. She's trying to, like, apologize. Um, just done shit didn't work out. Yeah. It's rough. Uh, she's fantastic. Yeah. Really she's good very good. Ralph Ennison. Ralph Ennison. Yeah. Just really the good. most incredible voice. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really, really good. Uh, and Kate Dickey is the mom. Uh, very, very good. What do I know Scary. her from? She's uh, Lisa Aaron in Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Another really creepy Similar. mother. mother yeah. yeah. She's very, it's a Similar very vibe. tough, like, to be that off-putting. And I think she, like, yeah. it's a really, like, nails it. Yeah. Also, both both those roles, a lot of weird breastfeeding. Weird breastfeeding. I was yeah. thinking that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is not a, a pigeonhole you That's want. in her contract <laughs> that she has to have a weird breastfeeding feeding scene in every movie. Like, we don't really want to do it in Game of Thrones. She's like, it's in the contract. It's, like, you signed it's it. It's my writer. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she goes to like Robert Eggers and he's just like, oh, <laughs> I, have this, I have this crow lying around. <laughs> I've been waiting for a movie to do this weird crow bit. <laughs> the crow wrangler is really excited to try to figure this one out. <laughs> the crow wrangler. There's definitely a crow wrangler. I worked on set with a trained crow once. Really? Yeah, it was like an Audi commercial or something where a bunch of crows were following a car and the crow wrangler, he could like point to something and the crow would jump to it. So he like point to a fire hydrant, the little crow would hump, drops to it and he'd uh-huh. lift his hands up and the crow would fly into his hands. It was uh-huh. really cool. Crows yeah. are smart, apparently. They're very smart. Very smart. We, yeah. we had crows on Motherland. Uh, there's sense. a lot of oh, yeah? um, familiars and that sort uh, of okay. thing. And we, we even had a specially trained pied crow that would pied, pied meaning it's like white and black. Oh, it's a very yeah. rare type of crow. It was very well trained. And then the woman who owned it, um, like something was going on with her and she got paranoid about us using her pied crow. Okay. And so she pulled out <laughs> and we had to CGI. We were stuck without 80 pied crows for two more seasons. Oh, because they're oh. too rare. They can't yeah. find another one. And so we we're, and it was in Vancouver. There's like one pied crow. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we're like, well, we're CGIing. <laughs> Interesting. I would have thought we're painting a crow. <laughs> Some poor intern. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you, think, you, you think he, they let the office PA like paint their paint train crow? Those are like people assume that PAs do a lot more than they're allowed to do. <laughs> Uh, but I would have thought they'd just like write around it and just like kill off the, the Pied Grow character rather than do the CGI. But I guess that's yeah, the main maybe, character of the show, Josh. That yeah, sorry, I, about I, my pay grade, I don't so. think I got to the part with the Pied Crow, unfortunately. I think I'm, I'm still <laughs> in season one. In, in, my, in my defense, uh, I was watching it and then there, a pandemic happened and I, I was. I worked straight for a year and then I woke up and I was like, oh shit, two seasons of the show are out. I'll yeah. apologize. I'll watch it. There's just a little bit of TV out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't blame you. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, a pandemic happened and suddenly I had no time to watch TV. <laughs> Which actually is true for me. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You're the one person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I think uh, any just wrap up thoughts on, on witches, on these movies? I think we all agree both these movies fucking They're- rule. This might be pound for pound like the best episode. I mean, like, not the best episode for us. <laughs> I did a good episode. I, it's, I like there. no. I'm liking this episode. <laughs> I'm saying pound for pound like the best movies in an episode yeah. we've done. Maybe, maybe yeah. I mean we've. I feel like we've had. God, we we, ha- we got to go through the list. Oh but. oh. Uh, um, Bernie's and Mr. Ripley was another mm. one oh, that yeah. we were like really geeking out because that was like I think you gave them both like five stars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that one. Yeah. Okay. That one might be better. But this is really this really is really good. Really. And I think what makes this fun is there really are an incredible amount of similarities. Yes. between the two of them yeah. yeah um even beyond just the witch part but yeah so it, but they're both amazing oh yeah and like for different reasons obviously but like i think pretty equivalent movies and like like i said like we said like the big take is basically just that they're both going completely straight faced into the there's no subversive mm-hmm. takes on on witchery in this one which yeah. maybe if we ever do another a witch two like a second episode about witches we can find someone to do that yeah. um high brow, low brow season all three seasons of motherland <laughs> And I don't know what the highbrow. Yeah. Oh man, beyond that, to witch again. We have to get to five witch episodes, so it can be the Vivivitch five. Playing it ahead, I like it. Yeah, yeah. We do to ten. We do two V's instead of an X. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those f- piping hot Roman numeral jokes we had. The content you've been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, and that was the sound of the last person clicking off on their <laughs> podcasting app. Getting in their car and driving over to beat the shit out of us. Well, you you could do by the way like a horror yeah. sub like more horror specific like Blair Witch. Yeah, uh, yeah. one, and I don't know if that's high or I've always been to watch the Blair Witch. I've never actually seen uh, mm-hmm. the original. Yeah, another one. I think I've seen bits of it at people's houses and stuff. But well, never... I, I always thought the take was that it's not as like it's it's not it has no it doesn't hold up as well because there isn't the whole like oh this is real thing. You know, like that it actually is a bit slow. If you go back it's to it, I've never slow. seen it. It's pretty slow. I've yeah. heard the um the Adam Wingard reboot is is good. Oh, I never saw that one. Um, mm. Yeah, they like it was one they they hid of it. They they announced this movie called The Woods, the horror movie, and they released a trailer called The Woods. Mm. And then at Sundance, they're like, "Hey, come see The Woods." And everyone got in. and It was like, "It's the Blair Witch. We're coming back." Adam oh. Wingard. Uh, and apparently it is very good, but it's also weirdly like you kind of have to have seen the other two Blair Witch movies right, to like, get all right. the references. Would you guys ever do a highbrow lowbrow of movies in the same series? Like a first one is yeah. a lowbrow. We sort of did that for it's a lost episode. Uh, oh. We did Alien oh, yeah. and Aliens. It was oh. the first one we recorded. We never released it because it's yeah. really r- real rough. Uh, yeah. Well, we did it. We, 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 kind of, we did Batman. Batman is pretty similar. Yeah, but although those were different, not the same, not the same timeline. But you know, right? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was yeah because that was um, you know different universes. Yeah, different right. Batman's. Um, yeah, I mean the the one the only issue with the alien episode we 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 were still figuring out the podcast, so we did right. like forty minutes on just alien, and then forty minutes on just <laughs> aliens, and the whole time we kept wanting to do the comparisons. Like we gotta wait, we gotta <laughs> wait. It's a real rough episode. We might if we ever if we ever run out of time, we might release okay. that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that is our impetus to like stay on schedule because we'll be mm. forced to release that one if we don't. Right. <laughs> I, I gotta hear it at some point. <laughs> we, we can send it to you. Yeah, it's fine. It's honestly our, our big take. But is it's that on our Alien. Patreon. You're gonna have to give us hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's also. I mean, talking about pound for pound episodes, Alien and Aliens are both quite good movies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to yeah. play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. I think that's it. That, that's it on witches. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know. That's yeah. it. No, no more thoughts. What? Cooper, explain the game. All right, so we we like to play a game at the end of every episode. It's called the Letterbox List Game. I will find a list on Letterbox in which one of our movies appears, and then I will try to get you guys to guess as many movies on the list as possible in a minute and a half. It's kind of like catchphrase. 
and I'm not allowed to say titles, directors, actors, actors, mm. or quotes. Right. Okay. Uh, I can get the timer up. Yep. Because right. every time I try to do a timer, I put an hour and a half on by accident. Nice. Uh, and uh, uh, tell us about this list. So the list is The World is Hell, colon, Hopeless Cinema. I think we've done this one before. Have we? Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, fuck. What was it for? Was it Brazil? Oh, should I find another one? Do you want it? I don't do know. You do you remember? Do you remember all the answers? I mean, I gotta get just the entire A24 filmography, I assume, but like, yeah, we can do it. We know we can do it again. Let's do it. Yeah, whatever. But the world is hell. Hopeless Cinema Part Two. <laughs> part Two. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Let's talk about it. And then, I don't this, this might, this probably helps Josh more than you, but I just sorted by movies that I have personally seen. Okay. So, uh, it'll just be that. Okay. okay. Ready, set, go. Uh, Baby Gets Eaten in this movie. The Witch. No, it's um. Hey, oh, mother. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> guy has a gun that shoots out of his sleeve. Taxi driver. Yeah. Uh, guy gets his dick broken with a log, and then gets jerked off. I'm and assuming that's Andy Christ. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know for <laughs> okay. sure what I assume. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a woman's head in a box. Uh, seven. seven. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, it's by <laughs> it's by the director of Drive, but it's set in uh, Southeast Asia. It's only got, God forgives. Yeah. Nice. Um, we covered it on the last episode. There's a bunch. It's a western. It's uh, it's got there's a western where there's like old guy a gang of old guys who are like doing one last score. Oh 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 uh, fuck wild bunch. Yeah. Okay. Oh nice. Um, yeah. French movie, black and white. What hen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's uh oh oh um it's got it's like a gear shift movie about Vietnam. It's got the scene where the guy uh, kills himself on a toilet. Um, it's oh, got a, a full metal jacket. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, very specific. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, what I would have done. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's bo- body horror. It's by the main body horror guy. It's, okay. it's Cronenberg. Yeah. Um, but it's got a lot of stuff with TVs. Video drum. Yeah. There you go. Um, it's a TV show of a, or sorry, it's a movie of a TV show that's. Um, Truman Show? No, it's. Yeah, I call it um, it's like a prequel of a TV show where the main girl who's dead is alive. It's by the guy. <laughs> Twin <laughs> Peaks? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Twin Peaks Firewalk to me. Okay. I, oh God, I, got in time. That I think that was nine? Is that, I think we almost always get nine. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like at the zone and really rolling. <laughs> That's like our yeah. That's like our benchmark at this point. Nice. Yeah, nice. I didn't realize Twin Peaks Firework movie was hopeless. I honestly, I don't know shit about Twin Peaks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a shame. Yeah, I like funny. I want really want to watch the new one, Twin Peaks: The Return, because of all the like crazy reviews it it's got. It's good, but I also don't want to watch two full seasons of Twin Peaks, like the original yeah, show. Oh, that's they're, a lot they're better. To binge. The original ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I really want to see. The, apparently, there's that one episode. Two's the rough one. That's what I've heard. Mm. Yeah, but the return has that one episode that's like a history of evil or whatever. It's all like black and white with like bombs and stuff. I don't and know like, if I've seen that one. It's apparently like I remember like film Twitter lost their fucking minds over it. Huh. Been, like there was a lot of people being like, "I'm putting on my best film of the year" because it's basically a film. Oh, and just people be like, "Man, I'm so sick of this fucking take." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's me getting cranky about Twitter takes from. Four years ago, I guess. Cool. Yeah. What else is on the list? <laughs> oh, what else is on the list? Okay, we got Anomalisa, American Psycho. I wouldn't say Anomalisa. Anomalisa is yeah. I think it's a little bit. Up. I mean, it's sad. Yeah, I'm starting to think this might not be a good list. Uh, I mean, the world is hell is a high bar for me. Apocalypse Now. So that you know, yeah, it's dark. Melancholia. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Hope, I, I mean, it's fun. literally hopeless in that they're all going to die. Yeah. Yep. No Country for Old Men. Uh, kind of. Well, there's it's very like a bleak. devil character coming after them. Yeah, it's very bleak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Doctor Strange, love. They gotta have. I wouldn't call. I mean, that. again, there's a doomsday there device, right? But it's like 
that the world is in hell is just sort of like dysfunctional and dumb, hilarious ways. I guess I guess I'm locking into the hopeless part of it. Mm. Right. Like Doctor Strange is Not literally hopeless in that they will all die. Right. Except for those, you know, underground with oh, yeah. ten, ten yeah. wives at the end. But uh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say Doctor Strange, one of the Doctor Strange movies. Yes. Like, neither of those are particularly no. hopeful. Although the new one is quite dark also about witches make a comparison mm. i guess we could have made but i don't know what it would be yeah but that one is very much non-canonical witches yeah just being bad yeah just women with powers yeah <laughs> the lobster isn't hopeless this list is all over the place i have this not, I have not actually seen list. the lobster listen if this list doesn't have end of days the arnold schwarzenegger classic then it doesn't uh it doesn't count okay hold on let's see <laughs> filters End of Days. I have not seen that movie. Inside. That's a weird, weird, it's a does really not weird movie. Gabriel Byrne, pretty good though. Oh, yeah, all, no, always pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, Gabriel Byrne the devil. Great. What else? Arnold Schwarzenegger as, as a like, cop, but who's like fighting the devil? Oh, I, that movie's bad and weird. Have you ever, it's bad and weird. Have That's you ever right. heard of a movie called Satan Tango? Uh, yes, Satatango. Yeah, it's like I have Satatango. It's all one word. It's like seven hours. Satatango. Is the thing about it? Satan Tango. Yes, I have heard of it. A Criterion people geek out about it because it's so long. It's one of those movies, you know, it's like the War and Peace that's like nine hours long. Like, it's Mm. like, Uh, like I watched the whole thing. 432 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. That's too many minutes. Entirely too many. Way over 90. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a real tight 400 minutes. Wait, oh my God. Wait, this is a callback to The Vich and. Okay. (laughs) And Hocus Pocus. Amazing run times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 90 and 97. God, I see that nine and I'm like, ooh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) These guys get it. <laughs> Especially because I mean, Hocus Pocus, you know, light kids movie, which actually is longer, but like The Witch, it's just like there's True. nothing else to, to that story. It's like it's perfect. Le- it's lean yeah. and mean yeah. and fucking awesome. Yep, <laughs> and full of. Uh, I can't think of something that rhymes with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lean, mean, witch and machine. Yeah, there you go. Eh. I don't, about that. I don't want that to be the last word quick. So oh, Hard say. to Be a God is on this list. That's a movie I've been meaning to watch for like 12 years. Also very long. I think yeah, that's like two know. and a half, I think. It's uh, 177 minutes. It's like a Russian movie where it's like set in the past, but it's kind of futuristic or something. Or it's set in the future, but it's, it's set in the future, but it's like kind of medieval feeling. Maybe this is the high the high brow time <laughs> yeah. travel, like Fish Out of Water movie we've been looking at. I actually don't know what this movie's about. Though. A group of scientists is sent to a planet, Arkanar, to help a local civilization. Right. It's a sci-fi thing, but it's everything's kind of like medieval uh to help mm. a local civilization which is in the medieval phase of its own history uh, okay mm. so it is kind of like connecting yankee cameras with court but yeah. it's like an alternate timeline thing where it's like mm. they go to another world that happens to be medieval man you know who understands bleak cinema is the fucking russians <laughs> jesus yeah. christ russian yeah. cinema is dark yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's their whole thing yeah russian I mean, books russian cinema yeah yeah Tarkov- I, I mean tarkovsky super bleak Freaking, uh, what's, what's his name? The guy who does like The Return and Leviathan. I know those movies. Are oh, really yeah, yeah. He's a very hard to pronounce. Yep, name. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like a lot of obs and nibs and nils. If yeah. Will Quaid were here, he would know. Right. He would. Be, he, he might be hearing right now and just screaming his name into the wind <laughs> in Wisconsin right now. <laughs> Will, if you hear this episode, text us the name. It'll be funny. Yeah. Uh, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, before we go, uh, Eli, do you have anything you feel like you want to promote anything you want to pimp your shit to our, to our listeners yeah this is the shameless plug for motherland fort salem season three the last season Woo. uh june 21st on freeform and hulu oh damn right on the well timed by us yeah <laughs> man they should pay us <laughs> they should pay us yeah <laughs> they being disney i mean it anyway. is also hocus pocus so yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you're gonna talk to disney for us right yeah yeah, yeah. cool 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 <laughs> Just all of them. Yeah. Just send a yeah. company-wide email. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to talk to Walt Disney's frozen head, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, oh, and then promote our show. Yeah, rate, review, subscribe, subscribe. share yeah. our stuff, follow us on Instagram, HBLB <laughs> Podcast for in, for uh, Instagram and Facebook, and technically and, Twitter, but we don't tweet. Twitter's bad for your soul. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Thank you for yeah. listening, Eli. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, it's been a great pleasure. show. It's just been awesome and great movies and great combo. And we'll have to get you on at some point again. Yeah, I'll be back. Love All it. Right. Bye, Bye forever. forever.